Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle pain, and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Abundant Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys today. Um, a little bit about overcoming fear. And I'm going to be talking about this from two different perspectives um, and share a little bit more about my journey and my process of overcoming fear, um, because I feel like this is something that the Lord has really just been highlighting to me in this season um, to give people the tools and the language to overcome fear and recognizing that fear is often an outside force that is. Um, really working against us. Um, but also fear can be physiological, meaning, um, there are, you know, certain neurochemicals that are needed to help us not feel afraid or anxious. And so I'm going to be talking about both of those things, the mind, um, the spirit and the body, I guess that's three things, not both of those things. Um, and sharing with you my perspective, uh, on what it looks like to actually overcome fear in the mind, the body and the spirit. So a little bit of my background. Um, so I was first introduced to fear at a very young age. I do not remember a time in my life where my memories were not touched by fear. I remember being a very anxious kid, um, very um, skittish, very like always anticipating the worst. And this manifested in a lot of different ways in my life. But a couple of the ways that it manifested um, was um I would get so nervous that I would throw up and this would always happen in the middle of the night when I was sleeping often at friends house, uh, friends houses. And really for me, that was a lot of unresolved anxiety. And as a very young child, not having a place that I could go with that anxiety, not knowing what to do with it, except for just to manage it, um, was just a part of my life. And so <clears throat> I'm going to be sharing, you know, a little bit more openly on here about some of those childhood traumas um, and where that fear came in, both physiological and the way that my brain was wired because of my circumstances and my home life, um, but then also uh, the spiritual aspect of that. And I'm hoping that this resonates with some of you because, you know, if we don't learn to overcome fear in our personal lives, in the areas where fear came in to try to, to essentially twist or distort or what have you, that fear will master us in our circumstances. And it's going to get amplified through our circumstances. And, you know, many of us, we're going through challenging times right now with the economy. And so those fears are getting exacerbated, right? <clears throat> so if you resonate with this and you're like, yes, um, where maybe once you were really good at mastering that fear and now all of a sudden it's just like the bowl has been tipped over. You're not alone with that. And this really, I believe, is an opportunity 
for us to, um, to heal in some places that maybe would not be exposed at any other time. And so we understand from a psychological perspective <clears throat> that when a child, an infant, a baby um, is introduced to fear, the antidote to that is comfort. It's nurturing, it's protection, it's attachment. Um, you can find a lot of this information from a psychological perspective in attachment theory. And there's a lot of different attachment styles that can actually come out of, you know, properly or improperly attaching to somebody. Now, my mother uh, struggled with mental illness. Um, we don't have you know, she was never diagnosed formally to the best of my knowledge before she passed away. But um, the best that we you know, the closest match that we could find was borderline personality with narcissistic traits. And you do not come out of being raised in an environment like that without some serious damage. And I'm not amplifying that, but I'm also not going to downplay the role that that being raised in that kind of environment with a somewhat passive father and a very, you know, aggressive, controlling, uh, emotionally dysregulated mother, the impact that that had on my actual physiology, um, because it, it's actually understanding that played a key role in my healing, understanding that what I needed to feel safe and to get rid of fear was actually security and love. It was not performance. It was not um, trying harder. It was not trying to will this thing away. It was actually coming an, into that perfect love and the revelation of what perfect love actually looks like um, for me as a believer that began to untangle the knots of that trauma that was physiologically anchored in my body. So essentially, when we understand what happens when we become afraid, um, from a psychological and neurological perspective, there are actual shifts in the brain. And what I mean by that is blood flow and frequency changes in the brain. Um, what's what's going to happen is where, you know, in a normal regulated brain, you're going to have, you know, varying amounts of blood flow to the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex is where a lot of our critical thinking happens. It's where our best thinking happens. It's where we're able to problem solve effectively, where we are able to uh, work through problems and use our rational mind. Um, and when we become afraid, that blood flow actually shifts to the amygdala. And the amygdala is, you know, for lack of a better word, the fight or flight center of the brain. It is the survival part of our brain where um, our primary mechanism is actually just to survive. And so when you live in a chronic constant state of that, um, it does change. It, it causes physiologic changes to your brain. So understanding that, you know, the things that we go through can change us, but also in the inverse, because our brain is plastic, meaning malleable, moldable, um, we can actually, we have, you know, we have tools in our tool belt to change that. And so for me, understanding the role that complex PTSD being raised in an environment like that had in my life was a key to my healing. Um, it meant that I, I did not have to be a victim to it. I could take that information and then say, okay, God, how do you want to heal me? Because in your word, it says that you have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, when I heard that verse, and you may 
be like me. When I first heard that verse, I actually felt a lot of shame um, because it was like, well, God hasn't given it to me. So it must be a sin problem. It must be a me problem. It must be, there must be something wrong with me that I am experiencing all of this fear and all of this anxiety. But what God is saying is, hey, this was actually never meant to be part of your design. It is, you know, fear is an emotion that all of us experience. But when God created us in the context of family, um, he, he meant for us to be comforted, right? He meant for us to be safe. Um, he meant for us to be nurtured and loved. And so many of us grew up, grew up in an environment where that was not in place. And so, of course, of course, we're going to be fearful. Of course, we're going to be afraid. Of course, we're going to struggle with anxiety. And so I want to talk to you about some of the keys of overcoming that today, um, both in understanding your physiology and the spiritual aspect. So the the other verse that I want to um, speak to with this is um, is that verse in 3 John. And I'm going to butcher the actual address, so I'll make sure to put it in the show notes here, which is that... Um, he who fears has not been made perfect in love for perfect love casts out all fear. Now, the interesting thing to this is that science actually lines up with this. We know that there are certain hormones and chemicals that are released through love and connection safety. And those hormones and those chemicals actually shift you out of that physiologic state of fight or flight. And it brings that blood flow back to the prefrontal cortex to where we can think, we can make decisions, we can think about the future um, instead of just trying to survive the next thing, right? And so that's actually how God wired us. And the word is clear that, you know, that it says that perfect love casts out all fear. And so we have to understand that what we were lacking maybe in our natural environment or our home life, or, you know, there was a lack of nurturing or a lack of safety that God actually wants to restore that in the natural. Okay. And so for me, a huge part of that was actually um, getting therapy. It was going through EMDR and it was inviting the Holy Spirit in to every single one of those therapy sessions so that I could encounter him in the memories where fear really came in. So there was a very natural reason why I struggled with fear. That was natural. Now, the supernatural aspect of this, and I think this is a little bit harder for us to talk about sometimes, um, I think the church is getting better at having these kind of conversations. I don't personally, when I'm sitting across the table from somebody and they're telling me that they're struggling with fear or anxiety or panic attacks or what have you, I personally don't look at that as a, a one-sided issue or a one-faceted issue. I look at it as, okay, Holy Spirit, would you show me where this problem is rooted? Um, because if it's rooted in the body, then we need to address it as a physical issue. If it's rooted in the spirit, then we need to address it as a physical issue, okay? So this is what happens in the spirit realm. Uh, and I'll just share from my own experience what this, this was like, but what I've seen countless times in inner healing and deliverance sessions, that is that a child is introduced to fear. Maybe a parent didn't protect them. Maybe, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, like a specific example from my my own life, um, where you were left alone to cry for long periods of time and not comforted, um, that opens the door to the demonic to come in and actually introduce a spirit of fear 
that acts almost like, um, pardon me for a second while I try to get the words, it acts like a, uh, it's assigned essentially. It's, it now has a job to follow you around until you get rid of it, right? So the door, so to speak, got opened through the trauma, but it's now anchored in the spirit realm by this assigned demon, um, spirit of fear, that is trying to anchor the trauma in place. So typically when we're doing an inner healing session, what, what we're doing is we are breaking agreement with the spirit of fear every time, every place that it came in. And so sometimes the Lord will show one memory um, and then all of a sudden, all of the other memories get taken care of, or he might have us go through one by one and, you know, slowly, but surely you'll see that fear gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's just gone. So most, for most people, it's both. And it's not just one or the other. Um, take, for example, um, uh, actually, my my practitioner friend and I, Stephanie Overstreet, which she's been on several different uh, or one episode so far, but she'll be on again. Uh, we were talking about how, how the role that fear plays in um, postpartum. And I don't personally believe it's all spiritual and I don't believe it's all physical, partly because of my own experience. But when um, I was walking through my postpartum experience and my daughter was about nine months old, um, I had a lot of reasons to be afraid. My dad had just died of cancer. My mom was extremely emotionally unstable. I was in a huge like PTSD flare and um, well, not flare. It was like the first time I realized I had PTSD and all of my coping mechanisms were not working because of postpartum. And, you know, I had people tell me very well-meaning people tell me, just pray through it. You know, God, you know, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. So that's not of him. You just need to rebuke it. Meanwhile, I was still very much struggling and there were both hormonal reasons for that and um, mineral deficiency reasons for that, that my body was really depleted in B vitamins and zinc and magnesium. There was a very real physiologic component to it. But then there was also the fear, the spirit of fear component that came in because of that experience, because the enemy is a loser. We'll just call him what he is. And like a coward, he comes in when you're most vulnerable because he knows that when we're in our right mind, when we are, you know, tapped into our strength and tapped into Jesus and, you know, feeling, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit, we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to participate in the things that he's offering. But when we're vulnerable, when we're weak, when we're tired, when we're physically and emotionally drained, that's when he's going to try to sneak in. So for me, the door of fear was already open. It was open when I was very, very young and it stayed open. Now I had done a lot of, you know, a lot of work in that, you know, battlefield of the mind was a huge book for me that really helped me. Um, Neil Anderson's uh, breaking, what is it called? Uh, I forget what it's called, breaking free or breaking curses. I can't remember the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so I knew how to fight. I knew how to wage war. But the thing that was missing, and this is what I want those of you that are listening to hear, the thing that was missing is that I had never been comforted. And so I was trying to address the spiritual by, you know, wielding my sword of the spirit and, you know, and going after it. 
But there was this whole other missing component, which was that perfect love casts out all fear. There was a lot of memories, a lot of trauma, a lot of pain in my life that needed to be addressed. And there was also some physiologic components to that. And so it was not a, you know, one and done kind of situation where, where I just took a pill or I just took my supplements and all of a sudden the anxiety was gone. There were three major facets to it. And that those facets were my physical body, my emotions that needed to be healed. Um, and the spiritual element of really getting rid of the spirit of fear and all of the places, um, that it thought it had a right to be on the playground. Okay. So it was introduced through trauma. And so it was like the trauma had to be healed. The spiritual aspect had to be addressed. And so that there could be this full walking out of healing. And so, you know, what I feel like the Lord is doing in this season, especially as we head into the winter months where, you know, we may be hanging out with family members that are triggering us. We may be seeing family members that are a huge part of the reason why we're struggling. Um, we may be having to set boundaries with family members that is, you know, triggering and anxiety producing. Um, we may have come under the spirit of the world, the spirit of the air, uh, which very much is oppressive right now with um, the different laws that are being passed, the inflation, etc. But God has not given us a spirit of, of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. And so I really feel like this is a season where the Lord is equipping the body of Christ through our circumstances, meaning that he is going to use the pressure cooker, the season that you are in, uh, where the pressure is on, where the finances are tight, where it makes absolutely no sense to trust him right now, where things are falling apart and stuff is getting exposed in you. Maybe you're having nightmares or uh, insomnia or anxiety. And the Lord's like saying, Hey, it's time. It is time to get healing. It is time to allow what is coming up in you to be surfaced so that perfect love can be introduced here and you can get, you can get free from your fear. And so I don't know who this word of encouragement is for, um, I am here to tell you that uh, fear is not your portion, and I am a living and breathing testimony of the faithfulness of God in um, in restoring my mind, my physical mind, my emotions, uh, my physical health, my my spiritual health. Um, and so, you know, if God can do it for me, um, he can absolutely do it for you. And so if you're listening today and this resonates with you, then I actually want to invite you to, um, a workshop that I'm having December 5th. Um, it's a free workshop. Um, I was going to charge for it, but I really felt like the Holy spirit just said to do it for free. Um, and so there will be a link to donate if you would like to, if you'd like to donate for my time. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be a free workshop where I'm actually going to be walking you through um, the different ways that fear gets into our life, how we can address it from a holistic level. Um, and there's actually going to be some live ministry time after that as well. So if that's you and you want to get some freedom, make sure to register um, in the link and the show notes. And I am wishing you and praying for you. Um, that you have a tremendously blessed holiday. And thank you so much for listening today.